Welcome to the Crash and Church Show. I think it's my intro today, right? Yep. Welcome, everyone. We appreciate your uh, your joining with us. We wanted to talk today about Thanksgiving, um, mostly because we probably won't do a show next week since we usually do our shows on Thursday and Friday. And uh, so, you know, being Thanksgiving next week, we won't do a show. So we wanted to talk about Thanksgiving this week. So uh, for the holiday, I have, as you can tell, cleaned my face sort of yeah i don't know that i washed i did i i I don't know i washed it but i shaved i got the hair off of it well that's what that's what they say it's clean look clean shaven clean so it wasn't really for the holiday it was because i thought my mustache looked terrible do mustaches ever not look terrible though really Uh, well ask um if you're Tom Selleck, you can get Tom away with Selleck. a mustache. Yep. I knew his name was Tom. I was trying to think of his last name. Unfortunately. If you're Tom Selleck or Sam, or Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah. I, I am no Tom Selleck. I, I can admit that. I, I would even say so. lump Kurt Russell in that because he looked wickedly awesome in Tombstone. Well, I think like so when I had the long beard, I, I when I first shaved off my beard, I kept the long mustache and kind of, you know, had the, the curls and everything. And um, I actually thought it did look good as far as that sort of look. Like, I thought it looked good on me, but I was a little too self-conscious to actually wear it that way. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it just feels too, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah. So, I don't know if I'll keep the clean shaven, but for now, I, I've, I've gone. I, I decided to get rid of the stash. So. You're, you're going for it. You're not keeping with no shave November. Uh, that is true and that pleases me i gotta say i hate those sorts of things like i'm just i'm not into the you know do as everyone else is doing sort of thinking so yeah mine is uh, no shave ever no shave ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine's like head. whatever whatever suits my mood in the moment which has tended yeah. to be facial hair a lot lately so but i i do I, shave I, my I, head i may grow beard back. We'll, we'll see yeah um i Anyway, so you've done a fair amount of, uh, well, I don't know, a fair amount, but you've done some looking into Thanksgiving as far as the history of the holiday and that sort of thing, whereas I'm coming into this sort of just with, you know, layman's opinions. So I think you may have more to say than me, but let's uh, let's dig into it because I think that'll be interesting to see if if you affect my opinion. November is not Christmas. For everyone who starts celebrating Christmas early, right immediately after Halloween. Thanksgiving is in was that a, November. Was that a black power fist? I, let's, shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. Let's. How, let's how do I? How do I show you, support? You're not for allowed Christmas. to culturally. You're not allowed to culturally appropriate Thanksgiving. So, or yeah, Thanksgiving, I, cultur- I culturally appropriated the the black power the fist. fist. Yeah, in yes, my support exactly. of culturally appropriating uh, Christmas into Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. yeah, but 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 Thanksgiving is November, and let's keep it that way. I am f- a firm, absolute believer that Christmas music starts the day after Thanksgiving. So I had Christmas music should not be; it should be banned from every airway until the day after Thanksgiving. One of the guys in my in my neighborhood had posted on uh, Facebook a similar thing where his kids started playing Christmas music right after Halloween, and he was so annoyed by it. And uh, so I, I replied to that and said kind of the same sort of things that I've said to you, which is um, that Thanksgiving, like, like take it doesn't take away 
from Christmas to make Thanksgiving part of that, to make Christmas and Thanksgiving kind of the same big holiday, that it doesn't take away from either of them to do that because they share similar um, attributes. There's there's attributes that, that cross over. It's it's okay to be thankful at Christmas time, obviously, and yep. it's good to be thankful. Um, eating turkey goes right hand in hand with Christmas. In fact, Christmas dinners traditionally are turkey dinners. See, we as well. do ham. We we do right. ham on on Christmas. Right, just to keep it separate. Yeah, interesting. Yep, yep. I don't want to do a turkey for one holiday and then a month later do a turkey for the other holiday because then it makes it too much the same. I did want to comment on on just holidays in general, and this is not... uh, Real quick, I want to go back on the music thing. Okay. So so this is a fun fact. Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving Day song. Before becoming a Christmas anthem... Jingle Bells was an 1857 song. That's titled interesting. It's not one specifically horse. a Christmas song. Yeah. No, it was yeah. titled One Horse Open Sleigh, and its composer, James Pierpont, intended it to be a Thanksgiving Day song, but it became so popular <laughs> around December 25th that in 1859, the title was changed to Jingle Bells. I, I, I believe you just won the argument for me. Christmas music is Thanksgiving music. No, proof. no, no, no. That's proof positive. This song right? was originally called a one-horse open sleigh, and it was intended to be a Thanksgiving Day song. Now, it was just popular, and so that's why they changed it. But you're not going to do Silent Night for Thanksgiving. That's not what that's for. Silent Night, obviously, right. well, I do. describing the night of the birth of Christ. So no, or have a holly jolly not, Christmas. I have a jolly, yeah. Have a holly yep. jolly Thanksgiving. So or a white Christmas. Uh, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. So yeah, you don't I see. do I, those I love things. it. I love it. Yeah, well, and one of the big reasons. Well, let me comment on the holiday thing, and then I'll come back to to more of my thinking later. Um, one of the things I wanted to start out with, though, is the idea that, and this is not don't don't translate what I'm saying to Thanksgiving because I don't feel this way about Thanksgiving, but. There are holidays that just feel like made-up holidays, right? We, we, we cracked a joke about the, the line from Hocus Pocus about everyone knows Halloween was made up by the candy companies. The candy know, so. companies. It's a conspiracy. Um, conspiracy. I don't think people got that reference when I said it when we were talking about right. Halloween. <laughs> but the, the funny thing to me is that is actually how I feel about some of the holidays, specifically, primarily Valentine's Day. I really do not like Valentine's Day and never have. One of the things I've always felt about Valentine's Day is that we shouldn't need a special day to lo- for love. Like love should be a year-round thing and it should be yeah, it, yeah. like like celebrating it like that's the day that you bring flowers to your wife. Why aren't you bringing flowers to your wife whenever you want to show love for her, which should be, you know, relatively consistent. Or alternatively, if flowers are silly to you and and that's not part of how you express love your you know quote unquote love language um then why would you bring flowers on on valentine's day like show her the same love that you would the rest of the year and and so yeah i just really kind of hate that made-up holiday and thanksgiving like i said i don't fully translate that to thanksgiving where thanksgiving is entirely made up holiday but it does seem a little bit more on the holiday light spectrum of things where it feels more like it's it's a it's a holiday to um you know to sell turkey and we could we should yeah. have thanks year round like thanks th- being gra- having gratitude is is something that we should always have and it it doesn't need to be reserved to a holiday now sure i mean having a special day that 
brings out a, a specific point. I mean, it's the same thing with the birth of Christ, right? Uh, it, it's like we should worship Christ year round. It shouldn't be just a Christmas thing or just an Easter thing. And so I, I understand that context, but I don't necessarily feel special about Thanksgiving in the same way that I do about something like like well, Christmas I, or Halloween. I think that's because our culture has changed what Thanksgiving is supposed to be. So in the in the history of Thanksgiving, the New England colonists actually re, uh, celebrated Thanksgivings or a day of Thanksgiving regularly. And they would do it. It was it was set aside as days of prayer. I'm on thinking, board with that, like monthly. Yeah. Well, they just, it was for whatever. They, yeah. they could have done it because of a, a, a military victory or the end of a drought. They would, they would mm-hmm. celebrate days of Thanksgiving. The U.S. Continental Congress proclaimed a national uh, Thanksgiving upon the enactment of the Constitution. So after 1798, right. the, US Con- the U.S. Congress left. By the way, I really quick, I do want to... To say this because some people might be wondering why I'm wearing a beanie and dressed rather warmly. It was 52 degrees this morning, so I am Ooh, showing. Yeah, I am showing <laughs> that in Florida, 52 degrees is very cold, and so it's like I, 30 degrees outside here or something. Yeah, so, we don't. Or, or we don't less. like. Yeah, with the, wind chi- with the wind chill, it's colder than that. Yeah, your but... your your cold days in the last few days, your nights have been like in the teens. So yeah. Um, but but here our low was was fifty two this morning when I woke up. So I'm cold, and so I'm very thankful for warm Florida weather. In so the you're showing time. thankfulness through solidarity. I'm, feeling, with... I'm, I'm I'm reminded why I love living in Florida <laughs> because when it's cold, and and these are cold fronts. This isn't like a cold season. This is a cold yeah, front. Your cold front comes through and it's 50 It degrees. comes through. It lasts a couple of days and then it's done. <laughs> I, yeah. so I do we'll remember, though, when I, I was in the Philippines uh, serving as, as a missionary um, for two years. And I remember, because Philippines, right? It's hot, muggy, right? Yep. And yep. So yep. I, but I remember one time getting stuck in a rainstorm and uh, getting soaking wet and just freeze. I was so cold. Because your body gets used to the heat, you know, you get used yeah, to whatever yeah. situation you're in, so it doesn't yeah. have to be as cold as you might be elsewhere to feel cold. I remember just, I was shivering, I was so cold, and it was probably, you know, 70 degrees, but I was wet, and I yeah, was and, so and cold. Here, yeah, here, if you know, I, I spent a summer working outside in my garage the entire summer. It was very, very hot. The, the garage was probably 95 yeah, used to that. degrees. Well, it was yeah. the same thing when I came off my mission um, back to Utah. That, and I came back in October. I'm sure so you were was, freezing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, October. And so I just, I, I had months where I was just, I was really cold all the time yeah. and stuff until but, I got but a I would, used to But I would it. go inside the house and it was, I, I set the AC at 78 degrees. And because just, just from spending all day in the garage and then going inside the air-conditioned home at 78 degrees, I would have to put a blanket on. <laughs> I would wear a blanket because I was just I was cold. So right. back to back to uh, yeah. Tell the, me more about Thanksgiving because I, I I know you did some some looking yeah, into it. Yeah, this is really I'm, cool. I'm so uh, after the uh, 1798, uh, the U.S. Congress left Thanksgiving up to the states to decide when they were going to establish it. Okay. So there was a uh, a woman who is considered the mother of Thanksgiving. That is Sarah Josepha Hale. 
And she started writing about Thanksgiving in uh, 1837 in articles that were published, uh, op-eds and whatnot. But it wasn't until she wrote uh, President Abraham Lincoln and the Secretary of State under the Lincoln administration during the Civil War that there should be, she, she had always advocated that there should be a national day of Thanksgiving. Now, people had um, celebrated days of Thanksgiving, but there was no real, act, uh, you know, holiday set aside uh, for, for the country. So Abraham Lincoln uh, decided, hey, let's uh, do a national declaration, or, or he declared Thanksgiving as a national holiday. Uh, and he originally did it as the third uh, Thursday in October. And it wasn't until uh, theater, uh, not theater, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, Franklin, yeah. uh, he wanted to make it the uh the last thursday of the month uh so that's that's when it ended up being right um no i, I beg your pardon it uh abraham lincoln was yes he did do it on the the third uh thursday of the month instead of the fourth and that was what what abraham lincoln wanted was the fourth hall, uh thursday in the month or the or the last thursday of the month so because it varied, it, it varied on, on which Thursday of the month it was going to be, that's when uh, Franklin Roosevelt said, okay, let's, let's, let's call it the, the third one. So as far as the traditional Thanksgiving fare, what uh, people eat uh, at Thanksgiving, this one really changed throughout the years. So there is no documented evidence that turkey was even served sure yeah i recall hearing the first that. thanksgiving so the probably more uh, likely the, they served clams and well the the fish. colonizers the 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 pilgrims uh at plymouth uh they they went out with some of the wampanoag uh natives and they did three days of uh gathering uh and hunting and they they called it fowling so they right. got different kinds of birds. They got geese, they got duck, they got, uh, uh, I can't remember all the different birds. But anyway, they called it fowling. And so a lot of different birds were served, but also... Possibly they, a the, turkey, yeah, yeah. The, the, possibly. And it wasn't actually uh, part of uh, Thanksgiving until Jane Austen in the 1880s established turkey as the image of the first Thanksgiving at Plymouth Rock or, or in Plymouth, the Plymouth colony. So her writings, Jane Austen, uh, now 260 years after the actual first Thanksgiving, uh, she, she kind of established the normal right. type of Thanksgiving. Well, and then it's, it's enhanced and, and solidified through commercialism and advertising yeah. and things yeah. like that painting now in, in, like that. in the same first thing with thanks. same thing with santa claus right like the look of santa claus like it exactly became, you know, yeah santa claus really <laughs> santa claus is supposed to be an elf so he's supposed to be short and small well unless you go back even to saint saint nicholas you know then he, he looked like a, a priest you know catholic a catholic well the 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 image of santa claus as we know it uh maybe course, not what's a priest the no. yeah the night before but. christmas describes him as a uh as a jolly old elf, yeah, yeah. So um, he was actually dirty too. He was dirty from all the soot and everything, and, and he yeah. was a mischief. He was kind of mischievous. But the, yeah, like the clean, gym. the clean red with the white and stuff that was established yeah, that, through commercialism yeah, exactly. and, stuff and stuff. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So um, the the first Thanksgiving or the the Thanksgiving that was celebrated, the day of Thanksgiving that was celebrated. And I wish I actually was three days of Thanksgiving. 
uh, the the feast that they had with the Wampa Noig natives and the colonizers, the colonists. They celebrated this for three days. There were a lot of games. They would uh, uh, play in the fields. They would have shooting sports, and they ate a lot. They did eat a lot of shellfish. I know that lobster was on there. Clams was on there. Seal was was one of the things that they also ate. So there were a lot of different things that we absolutely don't. Seal, yeah, yeah. They had seal. <laughs> traditional Thanksgiving seal. Something yeah, we should yeah, bring exactly. back. Now, now it was Benjamin <laughs> yeah. Franklin. Seal. Benjamin Franklin. I think. I think this is one of the reasons why turkey became such a, a a normal thing. Was it was it was originally uh, promoted to adopt the turkey as the uh, right by Ben the national ben bird by Benjamin Franklin, and. Uh, uh, it didn't happen, so we have, we have the eagle instead, and uh, the the northerners actually wanted uh, the the government to declare it as a as a federal holiday, and the southerners were particularly against northerners. Now I kind of agree with some of that because in sports I hate every northern team. <laughs> I can't stand them. And in Florida, we get a lot of... That's your Florida Florida bias. And in Florida, we get a lot of Northerners. Yep, exactly. So we get a lot of Northerners who come here as well, and they want to change uh, Florida's politics, or they have changed in the past Florida's politics. So uh, I'm I'm pretty fairly against those stupid Northerners. So... (laughs) <laughs> no, no offense to any of the listeners because blankety thanks, blank northerners get watching. off my lawn, yeah. grumpy old man. Yeah. That's you so there were ten- there were there were tensions that prevailed uh, in the mid nineteenth century, obviously with the with the Civil War, and the the Southerners were particularly against any national just because the holiday. Northerners liked it. They they wanted because they were the Northerners it. liked it exactly, and yeah, that's, that's tribalism. Virginia, <laughs> Virginia being a nor- being a Southern state uh, during the Civil War was right next to Delaware because they share the border of Washington, D.C. And uh, they, they both surround Washington, D.C. One is on the right. west, the other one is on the, the east, and that's uh, Delaware. And, and Delaware is considered a northern state, and Virginia was considered a southern state. And Virginia was one of the most uh, prolific uh, participators in the Civil War, being very against the Union. So anyway, it, it, it was in 1942 that, that Roosevelt finally declared it as a national right. holiday. So, yeah. Well, so, so I have two thoughts on the whole, you know, Christmas and, and Thanksgiving thing. So the first is the following. If someone, say, for example, had a birthday in December, the fact that your birthday falls on, say, December 15th or whatever the the fact that you have christmas decorations up the fact that you're listening to christmas music doesn't take away from your ability to celebrate that birthday and to nope. make it a special day and to make it meaningful oh you you're talking about christmas yeah yeah and i so so in that regard i feel the same about thanksgiving like i agree with the, the sentiment that thanksgiving should be understood and 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 celebrated and 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 the importance of you know, bringing family together and showing gratitude, reminding yourself of gratitude and how grateful we are as a nation and 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 the, the joy of, you know, the the the, the food as, as is an, it's actually an important yeah. thing, even though it is commercial and it's a little bit silly, you know, a day to stuff yourself. I, I actually appreciate it and I like it. 
But I don't think that having your Christmas tree up and listening to Christmas music around that takes away from that in the same way that it would if you if you had a birthday. And then secondly, now I've totally spaced my second. Uh, oh, I remember it now. Here's my second point. Um, as I get older, and this is the this is the real reason. As I get older, time goes by so fast, and putting up Christmas is is a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to get to get the decorations up. And what I find is if, if I wait until after Thanksgiving to put up Christmas and to, um, to do all that work and start listening to Christmas music, that I turn around, you know, I'm so busy with work. I work all day. I'm focused on other things. I don't have enough time to actually enjoy the holiday. And so I, I miss out on some of the enjoyment that I have by extending that out. So that's one of the reasons why I've, I've moved my Christmas uh, celebration. I refused to do it before Halloween because I love Halloween. I love that season so much. And I do think, you know, if you have a Christmas tree up during Halloween, it does take away from the Halloween season. There's no getting around that. But I don't feel it does that with Thanksgiving. So by moving, thanks, by moving Christmas celebrating Christmas up for me, I'm able to actually have time to enjoy it, to have the Christmas tree and the lights that I enjoy and, and the music that I enjoy so much. So that's, those are my big two arguments on why I, I, yeah, I feel I, it's okay if someone has that point of view. Well, I, I think that there's, there's merit to some of what you're saying for sure. I, and it's really the intention of the person who is, who is doing it. The problem is that the holidays in particular Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter have become so commercialized where the the point of the holiday, the reason for the holiday is completely dismissed by all of the commercialism. So there is for Thanksgiving, for example, um, there's, there's such a distraction now in the country that uh, we no longer celebrate white colonization and right. thanksgiving is now becoming this uh, yeah people synonymous it's it's becoming this synonymous part of white colonization and and to the point to where they've now declared the entire month of november as um as native american month or native american history month or but that's or, not that's not true in my circles you know, in my family, my friends, people where I live, and I'm stuff, not talking that, about that. True. I'm talking about culturally. I'm talking about culturally. It's because it's 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 that that's what's happening. The intent of individuals is different, but it's it's the cultural thing. It's the what is what is publicly being they're trying commercialized. to push that for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is there that the their public society is publicly doing this, and it's it's not. It's, I don't think it's the communities. I think it's more of uh, corporations. It's Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. It's it's the elites uh, who are pushing this, and and you have this wokeism that's now yeah. going into all of these holidays. Hollywood's long had an obsession with that noble native kind of idea. Well, you look at well, but see, here's the thing: is if you're going to do something like that, why is it being done in November when the 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 History of Thanksgiving was was very different than what is publicly being. Yeah, it's not the same today. thing as Custer's Last Stand or something, but they, they we don't inflate we, it as not, if that's the yeah. same thing somehow. So, so Squanto, who was a uh, a native who was sold into slavery, he escaped and fled to London, and he went. He was finally able to go back to uh, the Americas, 
And he was one of the, the members of the natives who, um, who taught them how to catch fish, how to cultivate corn, how to avoid poisonous plants. So he really helped the English colonizers. When the settlers at Plymouth went to Plymouth, they were actually greeted by members of the native tribes in English. They were not struggling to understand one another because the natives have already become, uh, some of them, I'm not saying all of them, some of sure, them had sure. already become fluent in the English language. So they were able to communicate rather easily. And they were very friendly. The The Wampanoag uh, uh, tribe was very friendly with the, the, the colonizers. And it wasn't until uh, about 64 years later that there was the first war between them and the the colonists so, but the first ones definitely weren't they were very very friendly yeah. so it but but there's this image that is being brought about like in the 1621 project that slavery was always around that that the colonizers are horrible people that uh that all white people are somehow should be associated with that type of attitude. And it's completely. I had, I had to look it up to verify because I, I was like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. And, and I was right. It's 1619, not 21. Oh, yeah. sorry. 1619 project. I was like, something's wrong. There. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. So they, the, the, that this image that is being pushed now that, uh, it, that is really just causing so much division so, so that's kind of the history of it's, it. It's, it's and, yeah, that ties into the whole white man is evil. Yeah, yeah, narrative. exactly. And, and it's so, so, but, but, but there's just this huge commercialization. So now Thanksgiving is all about turkey. It's all about the dinner. It's all about football on Friday and, and, and Black Friday, and, they, and Black Friday. And they start pushing this these these Black Friday events now. The day after October, there's 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 all these companies online are having their early Black yeah. Friday events. Which and I don't begrudge that. You know, I mean, it's I, I'm not against I don't, but again, it takes away from the purpose of what Thanksgiving yeah. is. And it's so, just, it's a balancing. Yeah, and, and commercialization uh, is the same thing that's happening with Christmas. Right. And I was going to talk about, and we've talked about Christmas in that regards before, but it's it's a balance thing, I think. Going back to the, the Hollywood, you know, thing with the Native Indian and stuff, I don't think there's anything wrong with the the idea of you know like like we used to look at the native americans as if they were the bad guys and the cow the white cowboys were the good guys you know back in the in the 1920s 1930s 1950s especially and because hollywood with all the, that, well right? with all the movies yeah, they, yeah they, the it movies was hollywood that did that it was absolutely hollywood well right. now uh, hold on it, it does go back to the 1800s because who was it that proclaimed the only good indian is a dead indian Right, and that yeah, was a that yeah, was a, that was a person in the federal government, and so when the 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 white settlers started moving across the 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 plains or the frontier, yes, they 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 would kill Indians on sight just because of that narrative that was being pushed. So there right. was definitely a problem. You also did have uh, the 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 tensions throughout the entire history uh, of this, the, the settling of this country, but it didn't start that way. And that's what's so important is right. it did not, and especially in America, they, they always want to push that uh, Christopher Columbus 
was a uh, a horrible uh, person who, well, who killed now, yeah. natives without reservation and it was absolutely false there's no evidence whatsoever that supports that so they always push that narrative so early on it definitely didn't happen later on it did but let's also remind not, everybody not to the level that, that hollywood's portraying it it did no happen, but let's, but that's what i'm talking we, about balance right but we also need to establish that the natives were extremely hostile towards one another that they did take right, one another exactly. into slavery, that they did kill one another, that they did go in and they would raid each other's villages and and steal the women and enslave the children. All of these things did happen. So this white versus native was pushed by the federal government in the 1800s and then pushed by Hollywood, and it really just exacerbated it. So you, you, um, you're a huge fan of... Dances with Wolves. I just watched this show on Netflix. No, Amazon. I don't remember. Uh, called The English, and mm -hmm. it um, it it was set in you know it was, it was a western and it was it was related to you know the Native American relationships, and uh, it was interesting. It was pretty balanced and stuff. But the the reason why I bring it up is because as I was watching it, I was thinking about this narrative that Hollywood pushes. And the English is actually quite fair on that narrative, relatively speaking. But a lot of times that narrative is not fair. And I was thinking about even like with Dances with Wolves, which you I know you love Dances with Wolves. And I'm not saying I don't. Absolutely. Like, it, is, I, it is one of my absolute most favorite right. films ever. Ever. Which, which, which is, it's not, I'm not as enamored with it as you are, but I do appreciate it and like it. So, so don't get me wrong in what I'm going to say, but I was thinking about how even in Dances with Wolves, which is, um, a really well-made show, there is still definitely a narrative there of the noble Native American and all white men are evil, it, you know, with the exception of Kevin Costner, like everybody, every other white man in that show is, is, is terrible. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it is this obsession that Hollywood's long had to, to, to portray the situation that happened as if the Native Americans were nothing but peaceful, noble people, which, as you just pointed out, was not true. There were good, noble people in the Native Americans. There were also evil, terrible, murderous well, people. Well, remember in the film, though, do, do remember in the film that it was the, the, the Pawnee who went to war against the Lakota uh, and that was when West, with West Studi, um, who, by the way, uh, we just celebrated Veterans Day and I saw this post, uh, from Cowboys and Indians magazine and, uh, they had a picture of West Studi as a young member of the military. And I had absolutely no idea that, that he served in the military, uh, the U S military. And so it was, it was really cool to see. It's a black and white photo of him, uh, of course, in his military uniform, and um, anyway, the, in, in that movie, of course, they did show that, yes, the natives did go to battle with, with one another. They had war parties and, and they, they, they would war with one another. But I think you're, you're very, you, you, you are right that they do establish that. And it's, it's, more the, it's more the all white men are evil thing that, that I was thinking about. Just like, like Hollywood's long been obsessed with, in Westerns particularly, to show the white man as these corrupt, terrible, horrible people. And, the, and even in the English, which was balanced on the, the Native American point of view a little bit, um, was less balanced on the white people. Like it, 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 there was still like it portrayed the West as if it was nothing but murderous, terrible, awful, horrible people, which 
okay, it's great for a movie. It's great for a show to make such a tense, horrible situation. But like it was, it was the idea that you were going to even interact with a white person was if, if you were out West, if you were anywhere West of the Mississippi, like you were, you're, you're, you're going to be murdered by anyone you come across and inc- and mostly yeah. the white people that, that were just these terrible, terrible, horrible people that were, were nothing but murderous. And the reality yeah, it, of history is that's, that's not true. Most people, it's not true. Most people now weren't there, murderous. There were definitely skirmishes and there were definitely cases where, and there were the, definitely murderous people. The, yeah. I mean, well, but, the, but there were, but, but there were murderous people on both sides. So yep. there, there, there were natives yeah. who would uh, kill settlers and uh, and would provoke uh, settlers, and there were, and then it was also the other way around because right. of that statement. The only good Indian is a dead Indian, and Hollywood, and, and but Hollywood exaggerates it. Is my point? Hollywood definitely exaggerated it. Now in Dances with now Dances with Wolves, at the time when it came out, um, uh, we were we were both uh, serving missions for our church, so I didn't see it till after it it was released on uh, video. But when I saw the movie. I, I was completely enamored by it, but it, it left such an impression on me that I did just a, a ton of study. I, I bought books. I bought a series right. of books uh, right. about the natives and learned all about their culture. Um, I, I used to go to the uh, the Native American Cultural Center in Salt Lake City, and they were just so welcoming and, and inviting, and it was so neat to go there. I went to a lot of powwows. Here we have the uh, Native American um, uh, celebration in at Princess Place in Palm Coast, Florida, every year. And it's just, it, it's a really incredible because they have, uh, it's a big powwow for three days. And uh, they have even Aztec Indians that come up from Mexico and or Aztec natives and they would they they come up from Mexico and they do their dances and it's just really cool to see everything and it's everybody just absolutely loves it so throughout right. history the natives and the the white settlers from Europe I should say just european settlers they were very friendly towards one another throughout the time as well as hostile towards one another and uh the same can be said of course today because that's reality. We have this race baiting that is happening so much in the country. So they they were very friendly towards one another. They uh, the the French and the Indians, of course, fought together against the British in the French uh, Indian Wars in the 1750s. So, right, none there, of that's there, to downplay the atrocities that did happen. I mean, there, there's no question that the native no, American there were population a lot of was atro- yes absolutely. was was across the board. They were abused and mistreated, and it, it it was a terrible situation. We're not meaning to downplay that in any regards. Just that there, just just pointing out that, that there was friendliness too, and there was some goodness, and especially in the yeah. early part of of the um you know at, at the time of the first Thanksgiving. So you that it was you a friendly up, relationship. You brought up Custer's last stand earlier, yeah. and uh, General Custer, of course, you know, fought against the. Uh, the, the Sioux Indians and and the the army that he had was only about 200 and he went against <laughs> over a thousand uh, uh, Sioux natives and was obviously defeated they were all massacred uh, the the uh, Custer's army was now in the history of wars the United States as a country has only lost one war to a man. Uh, the only person to ever win a war against the United States of America was Chief Red Cloud from the, the, the Sioux Nation. 
And when the war was over, they signed a treaty, and Red Cloud went onto uh, his re- on, onto the reservation. And when Sitting Bull, who was also a Sioux, a member of the Sioux Nation, went against uh, the, the American government and fought, of course, against Custer at, at the last stand, uh, he was against Sitting Bull going to war against them. And the reason why was Sitting Bull or, or Red Cloud uh, went on a visit to Washington, D.C., and he saw the military marching and uh, visited some of the um, the bases, the, the army bases that were there around the Washington, D.C. area. And he, that's when he became really against going against Americans because he saw the power of the military might that the American armies had. He saw the cannons. He saw the, the just incredible numbers of soldiers. And he said, no, you do this and you're going to lose. And eventually, of course, the Sioux did lose. Every nation that battled against uh, the, the United States after uh, Red Cloud did lose uh, even... Even uh, uh, what's his name uh, in Arizona? So uh, anyway, they no. they really did war against one another. They did have peaceful interactions with one another. Uh, Quanta Parker of Texas uh, was another person. He was a member of the Comanche tribe. And Quanta Parker, the reason why his last name is Parker is because he was actually a white, a half white uh, person. His mother was white, and uh, she was taken into slavery. Uh, when she was a very young child, she was adopted into the Comanche tribe. She eventually became a member of the Comanche tribe, and uh, she really loved being a, a, a member of the Comanche nation. And uh, so Kwani Parker became a, a chief in the Comanche nation. And when he, um, when when he finally settled on a reservation. He was so powerful. He was one of the most powerful chiefs in all of America because he owned so much. They had so much land in northern Texas and southern uh, Oklahoma. And during all of the famous cattle drives in Texas, they either had to go hundreds of miles around the Comanche Nation reservation or they would have to go through it. And in order to go through it, Quanta Parker would uh, would impose a tax on them or a levy in order for them to be able to cross uh, a toll to, to cross through their lands. Mm-hmm. He became so famous that Teddy Roosevelt actually um, would, would visit um, Theodore Roosevelt would, would visit Quanta Parker on the nation and Quanta Parker built this massive two story um, ranch home. And, uh, and so he, he lived kind of as a, as a, as a, white person would out there, but he was a, he was a pretty ruthless, but very wealthy, uh, member of the Comanche nation just because of, of what he did. So you have these stories that most people don't hear about. They don't hear about the, the, the thriving of some people because the, the, the atrocities that did occur, like the, the trail of tears with the Navajos being taken from Arizona to, uh, the, the South, um, th- those types of things, tend to overbear any of the, the yeah. successes that well, the, the natives narr- had. Well, the narrative then. goes askew, you know, like even even in the commentary as you said that and you and you you casually kind of say lived as a white person. My immediate thought was, yeah, is that really accurate? Like Little, when, no, when, when lived, cultures lived come, as a white 
lived when, as a white person would. This, this, this. I'm talking well, about I know, this but what idea. I'm saying is, when cultures come together, they naturally adapt and 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 embrace what's best about each culture. Living in yeah. a teepee versus living in a in a in a stone building, you know, like what's better? What's going to keep you warmer? What's going to keep you safer? To adapt that is not necessarily a adapting a white person thing. It's adapting a something that's going to be more effective for what you're trying to do. Same thing with taking I agree. The, with I guns. Agree. Like, you know, the, the fact that the Native Americans embraced you, the usage of guns is not that they started fighting like from white very, men. From very, very early, from very early on, as soon as they had the availability to have muskets, they did use them. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and 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 so just, just, just the narrative of saying, like you see that sometimes where you see this, this idea that, even in current Native American ideology, sometimes they'll be like, we don't want to live as the white man, you know, like we, we want to go back to our roots. And I'm, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, there, there's something there wrong with that narrative. Like you want to yeah. go live in, you know, a, a worse way just because that was your tradition hundreds of years ago. I mean, you see that in other cultures as well, too, where it's 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 not really it's it's kind of a racist um, response that's being driven as as, you know, racism is being pushed and pushed and pushed rather yeah, than just to say, hey, we, we embrace what's best about all cultures and there's no yeah, racism relevant. Yeah. Holding on to uh, a culture doesn't mean that you don't advance in your in your own lives. So holding on to a culture like the Native American Festival in Palm Coast, Florida, um, that's holding on to a culture. It's celebrating the culture. It's celebrating it, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's Absolutely. celebrating yeah. The, the, yeah. the culture. They do the same thing. Obviously, the uh, the 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 um, the Cinco de Mayo in in May is not a Mexican holiday. They don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo in Mexico, but it's celebrated here as a way for the for, for members of the Latin community to celebrate their culture, to celebrate how they were raised. And there's nothing absolutely wrong with that. We do the same thing with the 4th of July. We celebrate, celebrate it, yeah. America. Yeah. We do the same thing with Thanksgiving. We celebrate and we give thanks for the things that we have. And it wasn't a holiday that was really proclaimed anywhere else. It was proclaimed here. And so when you go to other countries and you say, you know, if, if Americans think that Thanksgiving is celebrated everywhere, it's Canada and it's here. So in 1857, yeah. uh, Canada or the British Parliament established uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, but you see um, that, that. Sorry, that, 1879. 1879, they they established right. the, the Parliament did in Canada, and it's celebrated in the same month that uh, the United States celebrates Thanksgiving. But again, that was 1879. So we have these holidays to celebrate what we have, and they are they are uniquely American. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just like going to a Native American festival is uniquely Native right. American. And, and celebrating the good things. And, that, and that's one of the things right, about right. the holiday. Yeah. Like the fact that terrible things happened, there's no question about it. Terrible things happened. The fact that that's true doesn't take away from the good things that happened. And that's one of the narratives you see a lot is that because the terrible things happened, therefore all of it is terrible and we shouldn't celebrate any of it. And I yeah, think that's a flawed this, approach. Yeah, they, 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 they throw this blanket over all of it and say Christopher Columbus uh, which you know their narrative they just is call false. All, of, but, all but be, white men's activity was but because they colonizing. But be, well, it, you had uh, you, you a lot you, of it you was really <laughs> you really did not get the tensions between Europeans and the the natives in Central and South America until Cortez. Cortez was the one who really really uh, 
did the dastardly things against the natives in those cultures and right. essentially ended the, uh, the the Mayan culture and uh, yeah. and almost obliterated the Aztec culture. As, yep. It was all for gold. It was greed. And, and those things did happen, but it what didn't start with Christopher Columbus. Uh, and there were there were only well, a it's, few it's people the age, who did it's it. It's the age old. I mean, that's that's just history, right? People come in, and some some culture yeah. is wealthy, and they come in, they conquer it, and steal their wealth. And well, that, that's have, not to justify it in any regard. But it's not unique, is what I'm saying. It's not unique to just white men. It's not right, unique to just right. cold. Like the fact that coincidentally, Europe became the power and ended up doing all of that is not because of you know, the fact that white men are more corrupt than any other culture. Like you saw the same thing happen prior to Europe's, um, and, and particularly Great Britain, um, conquering the world in that regard. You saw, you saw it happen with, uh, with myriads of other cultures. That's what the cultures Egyptians, did. They went, the, the, the Egyptians, Egyptians did it. Genghis they, Khan did they it. Enslaved, they enslaved the Hebrews for 400 years. Yeah. And, and so, so you, you, you yeah. do have a lot and, of and, cultures. And the Native and Americans fought between themselves and did the same thing and conquered each they, other and stole things from, you know, for, for thousands of years. Slavery. They had slavery. They had. Uh, and so and, and it's and just, they, it's yeah, human yeah. nature. It's not, it's it not a racist thing. And they, they, they're they trying to make it a race, racial thing as if yep. it's, it's yep. inherent to white men to do these sorts of things. No, it's, it's inherent to men. And, and there is one. There is one political party that's pushing the narrative. There's one yeah. political ideology that's pushing the narrative, and that's leftism. Leftism is what is is pushing the narrative around the world. Conservatism does not. So, with this leftism, it's they they create this division because when they do that, they are able to establish power. They're able to gain favor, and of course, people that don't want to be labeled as those things, they fall in line, and many people in the conservative community end up falling in line because they don't want to be labeled as those things, even though they're not true. Right. I was going to comment on the, the, the technology thing earlier, but I was going to mention Wakanda, um, which is sort Wakanda of Wakanda forever timely. Well, I, I haven't seen Wakanda forever. I kind of don't have any much interest in it, seeing it Wakanda is all forever. white, all white people, particularly all white men are bad. That's that's just well, what all it is. men are. It's not just and, white men. It's all men are bad. Yeah, there all aren't men very are many bad. White, all, from what I understand, there's all, not very many white men in it. There, but the all black men. men are yeah, all there's only one. There's only one too. man. There's only one white man in it, and he's a subservient. But, yep. No, what I was going to comment on though was was more the first one, which I'm sure is continued in the second one. That one of the things which I'm not a big fan of the first one, like it was fine, but but like. It's it's got all this renown as this really really great movie, it's and it's just not, not that great of a movie. It's it's kind of one of the lesser of the Marvel entries. It and, made a lot um, of money. It made a lot of yeah. money because of the cultural thing for various reasons. Yeah, yeah. But yep. Um, one of the things that I thought was dumb about it there there's a myriad of things I thought were dumb. But one of the things I thought was dumb was how that they they decided that if you had an advanced culture that came from Africa that when they developed their guns and their shields, that they would develop that technology into traditional African cloaks and spears. And the concept yes. is just so ridiculously stupid. It's, like, that's well, it's, not, it's, that that is stereotypical. It makes no sense at all. 
That's totally stereotypical. It's very hypocritical because they're establishing a stereotype that if you are in Africa, you must live as a native African. Yeah, it's, the it's way, a stereotype, the way, but then it's also the just way native, illo yeah, illogical. The it doesn't make any sense that you would do that. Like you would develop a gun as a gun. Very and, few native uh, cultures in Africa even do that anymore. Very, very few. Yeah. And so just that 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 same sort of idea idea of like, you know, that Native Americans to take back their Native Americanness have to get rid of all technology or something like that, which I know not everybody's claiming that sort of thing. It's just it's you see that idea sometimes. And um, I don't know how prevalent it is, but but when you do see that sort of ide ideology, it's the same sort of thing, the implication in Black Panther. And I'm sure once again, continued into Wakanda forever, that uh, in order to be true to Native Americanism, you have to wear robes and use spears and be these things that were true of Africa, you know, in, b before any advancement came along. And, and and still true in some African communities where they're, they don't have the advancement yet, you know, so it, it, it is a current thing as well. But the idea that you'd, you know, be able to get a camera to take pictures, but you know, no, 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 we still want to draw on cave, cave walls because that's our that's our tradition. It's and that's silly. not what they're going to do. They're definitely not going to do that. Now yeah. there are a lot of uh, th th there are. It's it's really sad the, to see the what what is supposed to be the intention of reservations to preserve the native cultures that they are actually self-governing they they while while they fall under the u.s constitution for their protective rights because the constitution isn't for establishing power of the u.s government it's to establish the power of the people over the u.s government to limit the power of the u.s government they cannot do certain things but it also establishes the uh the organization of the federal government Mm -hmm. So the reservations, they are self-governing. So unless there is a federal crime committed on their land, U.S., uh, the, the United States of America has no jurisdiction. That's why a lot of the, the, the native uh, reservations will have um, uh, uh, gambling. They, gambling. They legalize the gambling on their properties. They, and so people will go there in order to do that. And it's a way for them to establish commerce as well and, and make money for their, for their own yeah, people. But the, money. the, some of the problems that exist on the native lands is really, it's, it's quite sad because they do live in abject poverty. It's, and it's, it's very tough, but they also. Yeah. It didn't end up being a good thing. No, it's, like, it's I, not I understand a good thing. the idea. I understand why um, they were, they were trying to, I mean, a, a very, very flawed attempt, but they were trying to give back to the to the Native Americans. Yeah, they were supposed to allow them, them to still keep some it, of they, their they lands. They gave them the worst of it, you know, so it, 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 it was, it was well, pretty... Well, but they became so dependent upon the government, and this is really yeah, indicative the, of... The, the, every, yeah, the welfare every state person, thing that always yeah, causes problems. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's across the board. It doesn't matter what race you are. If you are dependent upon the federal government yeah. for whatever for for your food for uh for for assistance with housing whatever you are going to live in poverty period it does not care what yeah. race you are you will live in poverty and it's not until that you get off of that and when you say i am not going to live that way and the people who are very successful yeah. in retrospect in, in, it would have been better to yep. just absorb 
the um, assimilate. It's it's assimilate, it's assimilation. Yeah. It, it's it's not. And now we're not talking about the board. We're treated here. as if assimil- assimilation into the culture is a terrible thing. That that's what we're, people talk well, about. We'll be now. treated like 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 we're the Borg in Star Trek. You know, you will assimilate right. like it's and, some sort and, of evil thing. Yep, exactly. But that's yeah. not what it really means. What it means is that you will become a part of society, and that's well, how it shouldn't you will be. Succeed. Yeah, and it shouldn't be a forced thing either it shouldn't be assimilate or die you know so no, like no like the borg's but attitude the, that's not what we mean gen- when we say assimilation would have been better is that the government should have forced assimilation it just should have naturally yeah. let assimilation occur rather than trying to do these welfare compensatory yeah things yeah. and and it's 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 kind of unfortunate too i remember talking to a, a, a native navajo about 20 years ago uh sorry 25 26 years ago and uh he had left the reservation in southern Utah, uh, the Navajo reservation, um, many years earlier, but he was just in his twenties. And he said that he does not, he did not understand this hatred, uh, that, that is, is held among a lot of the natives on the reservation. And they, he said that a lot of his friends and, and others would complain about the, uh, the white man, and uh, and what happened to them and his right. response to this now this was a native navajo his response was that was over 150 years ago get over it it's done it's over with stop living in the past All right and and that seems to be the thing is when you have a complaint society um it it really came about for americans in the 1960s and it's the grievance society, and this—that's what Bill O'Reilly coined the phrase, the grievance society. And the grievance society is: we're just going to sit around and we're going to complain about everything. That's why complainers in the workplace—the vic- other way to look at it—is the victim mentality that we live in. It's they are well. That's it, that's exactly right. They yeah. they say I don't have this. And there was the uh, the the talk on pride, beware of pride, by um, Ezra Taft Benson. Ezra Taft Benson, and. Uh, it, it said that there are two forms of pride, of course. There's the top looking down, but he said there's also the other form of pride, and that is the bottom looking up. Yeah. And so if you're at the bottom and you're looking up at the top, you have a pride that you hate the top. Which, wow, you what, don't, a, what a, what a, what yeah, a you, uh, overlooked important idea. It is because you, you, you hate what the others have and that you do not. And yeah, the jealousy you, and envy is stems yep, from pride. Yep. Yeah. And that's and that's why pride is never mentioned as a good thing in the scriptures, of course, is because pride always derives um division. It's what creates animosity towards other people. And uh you 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 can either have pride where you think that you have more than others, and so that you think that you're better than others which is definitely happening today. We are being ruled by elites. They think that they know better. They think right. they're smarter than we are, than everyone else. And uh, and then you do have the bottom looking up and you have those that's, that say, well, uh, all people in government are horrible people. They're all the establishment. And many people are not that way. Or just um, just just the race, the racial stuff, looking at, you know, the yeah, the white, the and, white and, man is the problem, you know, sort of thing. It does. It stems from that same sort of thing. 
Yeah. And, and you do have the thing, of course, where you're now getting this hate Hollywood thing. You're getting this hate rich people thing, which it's so funny that that the hate rich people thing is is still happening so much. And the people who are saying it are the one percenters. They're the ones driving know, that's the division. So weird. Yeah, it's weird. They are the ones who control corporate America. They are it's the corporate America. The it's government. the same thing as corporate America driving the anti-capitalist narrative. The World like, Economic how Forum does that work? is the World Economic Forum, which is now pushing its uh, solutions and its ideology oh. and the leadership around the entire world, is pure elites they are the one percent of the world population yeah. they are the super they wealthy. know better than everyone else yeah. and they are not elected nobody elected them to do anything and they are the ones controlling the entire world population through government the only population that they are not controlling sounds an awful China. lot like it's you hate rich people <laughs> i i i hate what the elites are doing Just that's kidding. what i hate yeah no, i don't hate rich agree. people so. Yeah, no, it's 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 the pride, you know, either pride coming down or pride going up, you know, and, and hating pride is is different than hating people, you know, hating hating the ideology versus hating people. There is a distinction there that matters. So, so We're I commanded I, to I, love I, all men, but not all ideas. We are. And so just the purpose of today was really just to get back to what Thanksgiving is all about. Um, the, uh, this, this really quick, uh, this, this does come from the, the chronicler Edward Winslow, who was a, uh, a, a pilgrim. He said, our harvest being gotten in our governor sent four men on fowling. And that's that term again, uh, mm-hmm. that we spoke about earlier where they went out and they, they killed, got birds, gathered birds. So that, so we might, after a special manner, rejoice together after we had gathered the fruits of our labors. They four in one day killed as much fowl as with little help uh, beside served the company almost a week. At which time, amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms, which means they had shooting sports. Many of the Indians coming among us and amongst the rest, their greatest king, Masasowit, with some 90 men whom three days we entertained and feasted. And they went out and killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation and bestowed on our governor and upon the captain and others. And although it be not always so plentiful as it was at this time with us, yet by the goodness of God, we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty out of our plenty. What a that's, neat, that's moving. Yeah, it really is. To see, yeah. To see that gratitude and to think of it in terms of how, how much, how plentiful the lives that we live in now it's 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 amazing to think about how grateful these people were when the most plentiful that they had was being able to kill a few deer and have some birds you know that were easy but but they're living without electricity and living without without cars yeah they don't without, have plumbing they don't have internal and plumbing without plumbing and stuff and they're <laughs> but they're so grateful for the for the the and they, they, that they have. And, and remember too, they didn't have any manufactured goods. Now during the first w- yeah. winter, which they was had the to make previous, it all. Yep. Yeah. Now this is the fall after their first winter, and most of the the of the colony, the pilgrims, spent those winter that winter 
on the ships that they came over in, and half of them did not survive the winter. So this is after a. Yeah. So what? The reason why they're so grateful. Um, everybody lost children and and died they young. Did. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some entire families were 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 killed. And so for them to say that that they are so far from want. After they went through that previous winter, what an amazing turnaround! Yeah, and it and really it, is of, moving. Of course, it shows how grateful they were that they were able to come so far in such yeah. a short period of time, and, and very thankful that they had the the natives with them to celebrate. You know, I know, I know that it's easy for me to say we should all be grateful as I sit in relative you know, good financial situation compared to some people who are struggling financially. You know, it's, it's easy to forget sometimes um, when you, when you have things pretty good, that there are people that are struggling and, and, and I don't want to um, belittle or take away from the fact that there are people who are struggling, but even the people, even when you're in a situation with struggling, I think having a, an attitude of gratitude to use a phrase I've heard before um I think it betters your life and it helps you to move forward and to improve your life and also plays into the peace that you have. No matter what situation that you're in to take those things that are good, those things that are that are um, a blessing to you and remember them and remember how blessed you are in the ways that you are blessed. We're all, we all have trials. We all have struggles and stuff. Even when we have struggles, right? or, or excuse me, even when we have blessings, we have great blessings. It's really easy to like, like one of the things I do, for example, is, is the house gets messy and I get so frustrated at it. I'm like, why is the house so messy? Or why can't we keep our clean house? You know, because we have kids and we're, we're lazy. Right. But it, <laughs> it gets, it gets frustrating yeah. to me. And, and so no matter what situation we're in, we, it's easy to find frustration in life and things not to be grateful for. And, and, you know, you have health issues or you have some financial issues or struggles, or you have, yeah conflict with family members or you have something that, that causes causes trials and then to look back at the the these people who had sacrificed everything to come to the new world and and were living relatively speaking in in terrible situations and then were so grateful for the bountiful that they did have for the fifth fact that they could you know kill and they still had to pluck and you know kill and pluck and cook and you know, deal with all the aspects of creating their own meals every single day, day, make their own candles and and churn their own milk. And, and, and yeah, incredibly difficult life that they lived in that none of us have to deal with. Well, as a matter of fact, so so you said milk, they did not have milk in the original colony. Uh, It wasn't until much later that they actually had cattle. They might've had some goat. They might've had goat. goat Might've had goats, but they definitely didn't have, uh, they did not have beef. So the, the you know you you talk about how thankful we can be and again this is the grievance society that comes out i i was watching uh, some excerpts of uh, you know they do like man on the street kind of thing where they interview people on the street and they they interview some uh some people in the black community and these are people who are complaining about being oppressed and yet some of the people that were talking about how oppressed the black community is we're carrying bags from very expensive stores in New York City. So while they are holding these bags, while they have purses that might be very expensive, while they have clothing that's very expensive, they're pushing a narrative that they're yeah. that they're oppressed. And you see that and, a lot with college kids, you know, where they're they're 
yeah, college kids yeah. are poor, but relatively speaking, you know, they have means where they 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 have housing and they have food and then they have clothing and they have cell phones and they have computers and they have and stuff. TVs, they have they have and computers, they have, TVs, they have yeah. cars. And maybe they're not great TVs or great cars or great cell phones, but you know, what 20-year-old has all of that unless they unless their parents unless are wealthy. Unless they inherit it or something, yeah. Unless they inherit it. And, and you know, there are just myriads of young people in the country who have to live that way. And it doesn't matter what race they are. They just have to because that's what they have. Of course, a lot that's of them are living that way because they're going into debt and then complaining that they're in debt for it. And That's nobody's fault. Yeah. So well, I did the, the same thing. Fault. So I, I could be a little forgiving of the, the dumb kid, you know, going into debt thing because I did the same thing. But You did the same thing, but you did it. But I take responsibility you didn't make it, yeah. You didn't make yeah. them do it and yeah. uh, you didn't cause them to do it. And so what, what, what the narrative is, is therefore, you know, we're... We're this particular race, therefore we are oppressed. Just, just right, and that's even worse. Of, and yeah. and if you are that race, you are the oppressor. Right. And Which uh, is it, even it's really worse unfortunate. Than that. Yeah. So if we are thankful, uh, you know, you, you were talking about um, h- how many people, most people, are living in plenty. And I think back at at the struggles that we have had, and you, of course, know well the struggles that we've had financially, and you went through many years of financial struggle as well. And it's it's really hard, and you do complain. You are upset. You are very stressed out. This is a time where a lot of people are very stressed out because of fuel prices, because everything is is higher. They're saying yeah, the now job, that the that job things, situation is yeah, Thanksgiving's worse, going to cost. Twenty some odd percent more this year. Everything is is higher. The the availability of things. I know that Utah in particular. I talked to my brother the other day. He said turkeys are very hard to find in Utah right now because of the the problems with the turkey yeah, farms the supply there and demand um, ha- having huge problems. So Cost there food, are yep. yeah there are issues. But does that mean that you guys don't have yeah? Things? So does you don't that... get a turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I have a ham instead. Like, it doesn't matter. It, it is it is disturbing and it's worth complaining about. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I I think it's terrible that we in the in the greatest country in the world that you can't get a turkey. At that you have these is ridiculous. Yeah, you're having third world problems in yeah. a first world country. But then again, it's just a turkey. Like it's, it's just a there, bird. there are worse things to complain about. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. So, and yeah, exactly. I've if wanted... you can't get a turkey, if you can't get a turkey this year, there's still yeah. a lot to be grateful for. You could still have a grateful Thanksgiving. Well, think about this. You know, I, 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 I've thought about this a lot over the course of the last um, 15 years in particular, because that's how long I've had my son, almost 16 years. And the fact that there has been a lot of financial struggle throughout much of that time, like more than half of that time, we never went hungry. We always right. had food. Exactly. And and we did get help along the way. So it's not sure. it's you know there, you there can was, get that help. That's yeah that's there were there were over th- there were over eight months that I lived in a house by myself in in Salt Lake City with nothing in the house. This was a two bedroom house and I had nothing but a ex- an extremely uncomfortable painful uh, twin mechanical bed that my grandmother had used uh, because it you know could raise up and down, 
And uh, it was like a Murphy bed. Ho- it was horrible on my back. My back was so, because the mattress was so thin and my back every single morning was in, ex- it was in a lot of pain. So uh, I had that. I had my suitcases. I had a sleeping bag that I put on the floor of the living room. I had a cheap wooden table, very cheap wooden table, two plastic chairs that folded. And that's it. Right. That's how I lived. That's how I lived. You never starved. No, I never starved. But I lived. You had a roof over your head. You had heat. I had a job. You had heat in the winter. You know, you weren't. You weren't going to die. Yep. I did have a job, but I lived that way for eight years. Or no, sorry, not eight years, but eight months. And it was help that that came in. uh, A family member came in. And they were all they were doing was bringing a piece of furniture to me. It was a coffee table that I asked for, and uh, they it was my mom's coffee table. I asked her because they, they she wasn't using it, but they brought it up. And my brother and sister in law, I, I didn't say a word to them. You know, hey, can you guys help me? They walked. They, they came into the house, and their jaws just dropped. They they couldn't believe that's how I was living. And the feces smeared on the wall. (laughs) No, but I didn't (laughs) complain to anybody. And, and uh, I, it was very tough. I I definitely complained about the, uh, the different situation that caused that, but I wasn't asking anybody for any help. And again, this was eight months that that this happened. So they walked through the house. They, they just, this kind of shook their heads. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And then they left. And about 15 minutes later, after they left and they were on the road, my brother called me and he said, uh, hey, so uh, can you do us a favor and meet us over here at this time on this day? We're going to go to the Costco. And I said, why are we going to the Costco? And he said, you cannot live like that. And I said, I, I, I'm fine. And he said, no meet us at the Costco. You are going to do this. And so they, they bought us a, um, they bought a, a bed for me and, uh, they, they bought, uh, dishes, they bought sheets, they bought, uh, about $300 worth of food. And so they did just all out of this. curiosity, was this right after your divorce? This was while I was going through my divorce. Yeah. Right. So this is before I got my furniture, uh, back. So all of my, yeah, so yeah. that's another story. Yeah. But anyway, so those, all this was happening. And again, um, it, it was easy for me to be down. It was easy for me to be to, to complain. But again, every day I had food. I had a roof over my head. And I had lived, you know, as a missionary, you don't have much. You live out of suitcases. Right. And so, you you know, I I knew what it was like to do that. And it, it was okay. Um, and I did work on the road previously. So I, again, lived out of suitcases. So yeah. it wasn't something that I was horribly, you know, depressed well, about, I was more depressed about the other things that were happening. So anyway, other, so the other point though, that's, that I think is important to point out is that through the years, you pulled yourself out of that. You, you, you didn't yeah. just, you, you worked, you, you picked yourself up and you've, through the years you, you went, you I got never college went degree. on welfare. You've, yeah. you've, pursued your career and, and 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 continued to work to improve that and get your income you know and sure like you're in a situation now where you'd like to make more money than you do like yeah, who is definitely. who isn't in that situation right but you're in such a better situation than you were then because of your attitude and your you know your 
not just complaining, not just this victim attitude, but that I'm in control of my destiny and I can I can make these changes and stuff. And well, I, I, think I, I can improve yeah. my own life. It's easy to get down because inflation is inflation is so bad now that even though I am now making a, a, a decent uh, salary, um, I'm still almost living paycheck to paycheck. Like I, re, re, I have to watch what I spend money on because well, and I make I'm, more money than you, and I, I still am living paycheck to paycheck. So. It, it's, it's, <laughs> well, but you, you do have four people. You have twice the amount of people in your house than well. We now do. it's spending though. Living paycheck to paycheck is more a, just a, it's an attitude problem more than a, a how much money you make problem. No, so you're and just so, spending a lot. Yeah, I just spend more. Yeah, like no matter how much you make, you can always spend it. Right? You're gonna always spend more. But, yeah. but I mean, it's, it's we, we I. I am pretty selective about it. But again, I'm in a situation where we've got a house, a rent went up, but we, we have a house, we have uh, two vehicles, we have uh, the ability to recreate uh, almost, almost as we want. And Not, uh, we have, we, we, I've, one of those I've purchased, things you could always spend more on, right? It's yeah. Now I've, I've purchased like last, last uh, Thanksgiving, uh, it was actually in thanks, the Thanksgiving because we went to Utah to visit family. Um, but while we were there, I spent over $3,000 on scuba gear. So, but, and I wrote a check for it. Um, so while it's easy for people to complain, especially now because inflation is so bad, I think the complaints really should just be directed towards the government, the federal government, uh, particularly the left for creating such bad economic policy. Yeah, because people sure. are suffering because people do have less now. Right. And there are people but, who don't have their brother call them and say, hey, you can't live this way. Let me buy you some stuff. Exactly. So. But at the same time, I, I have we, we have plenty. We have our furniture. We have the electronics that we need. We have more than what we need. Need, yeah, yeah, way more yeah. than we need, yeah. Yeah, it's. I, th- I think a lot of people do. I mean, the the ability for people to communicate these these phones well, we're that come a out society, yeah. that cost twelve fourteen hundred dollars. These phones now, and and people have them, and uh, even even some of the poorest among us, they have these these smartphones, and it's just the technology that we have, and so it's really important for people to be to be to put things into perspective and be very grateful for the ability to do that and i think that for you and i it's a lot easier to do that because we lived in a time when we didn't have those technological advances we only had phones that were I attached had to, get up to a wall and walk over to the tv and turn the and knob change to change the channel, the channel. and then <laughs> and bang only on it to get the reception channels. back yeah walk yeah, uphill both ways going to school you would have um, to adjust the antenna put put aluminum foil on the yep, the on antenna on the rabbit ears yeah move the, the move the rabbit ears and then stand there and and touch the antenna and put the other arm up while you watch tv so you could get a good reception so you get a, and it was a black and white tv we actually had a black and white tv when i was a kid one of our yep, TVs we did was too. black and white. Yeah. We did as so, well. Yep. I well, remember that. Uh, I think this has ended up being our longest episode, despite our intention oh my to gosh. try to shorten yes. them. So I think wow. we should probably finish up here. But yep. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important. I think Thanksgiving is important either way. I think we agree on that. And, and, and the idea of reminding yourself of gratitude is never harmful year round and stuff. Whether or not you decide that it's appropriate to have Christmas extended in November or not, I guess that's a personal decision and we can agree to disagree. So Yeah, I definitely disagree. So After anyway, I'm gonna go turn on Christmas music as soon as we're done here. So you can play jingle bells. 
as Jingle, long as it's you a Thanksgiving call it, song. You can call and it that is one horse my open daughter's sleigh. favorite Christmas song. She always wants Jingle Bells. So perfect. Well, there so you go. Like you that. say this is a this was a and you can teach her now about the history of the song. Of, Jingle of Bell. the song. So with that, thank you for joining us. Uh, like and subscribe. And if you're if you're on YouTube, if you're listening to us otherwise, then uh, don't bother liking and subscribing because you can. We'll see you and next happy time. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you. Yeah.